Welcome to TimeSync. This is episode 43. I'm co-host Amaldeep. I'm co-host Hamza. And our fun fact for number 43. 43 is the largest natural number that is not a original McNugget number. 43 is the largest number you said? It's the largest natural number of course because you know no decimals or fractions. That is not a original McNugget number. What about like 7,943? Like... No, it is. I guess, I guess it must be possible. I guess you... But okay, I guess you probably explain what, what a McNugget number is. Basically, when you go to McDonald's, there's like a certain set number of nuggets you can buy. Like, I don't, I don't eat chicken, so I don't know what the actual numbers are. But probably like four, eight, five probably is one of them. Seven, maybe. And like, basically, what numbers can you create that are combinations of those? Only those select set of numbers. And yeah, I guess 43 is the largest. I guess after that, it's all possible somehow. Wow, interesting, interesting. But also, it, it, it also specifies original, which implies that they probably added more options later, which ruins this fact. Perfect, even, even better. <laughs> okay, okay, I have some follow-up here. Um, Ooh, follow-up, boys? Uh, it's mainly about beach handball i'm not uh, like we talk we talked about you know the whole con- remember that whole controversy with the norwegian team and the whole yeah yeah um and how the people who make the rules are disgusting yeah 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 or i mean that's what it seems like right um and, that's what it is okay sure um and i i don't know why i'm not sure how many times i mentioned it during the podcast and but i i know i thought it all the whole time i was thinking it's like beach volleyball like yeah, we were saying volleyball. Okay, the we were, saying, time. We were not... saying volleyball. Yeah, okay, good, good. And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. They're the same thing, but they're not the same. Okay, and I was like, no, they're not. And and, <laughs> they're and different sports. And I don't. I've never seen a game of handball like ever. And I'm. I didn't even know it was a thing. I was well, so now. Okay, now, now I have to ask, which sport was the rule for then? Okay, well we're getting to that. Uh, it, it was for oh, handball. No. It was for handball. Oh. And I I remember seeing I was like oh, wait a handball is there a difference and then and then I searched of course and I was like oh what the heck first of all I've never seen this sport right it's it's like it's like it's like football but with your hands but then you know it's not the same here's the thing when I was editing you said handball I think once and I that confused me I was like why do you say handball that one time and then I shrugged it off because you, you continued to say volleyball the rest of the entire podcast so I assumed that that was the one time mistake or that was a one time fluke oh no 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 that was the correct one and the rest were all flukes but oh my god. But so here, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. First of all, I never knew this this sport existed, and at least now I know that it exists. But even even now even now that I know that it exists, it brought up another point to me. Okay. Well, first of all, that was a mistake. Okay, we're 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 good there. But the the point we're good. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's like we're good. Can't sue us. But but the other thing I had I had to say was, why is so handball? I get handball itself is an Olympic sport. Beach handball is also an Olympic sport. My question is, why is beach handball an Olympic sport? Why are any of the beach vari- versions, like beach volleyball, an Olympic sport? We touched on this before, haven't we? I could have sworn we talked about like how it's weird that volleyball gets two varieties. Exactly, yeah, with volleyball. Regular volleyball. Is it just regular volleyball? Or is it, maybe it's like indoor volleyball or something. I don't know what the actual term is. But there's volleyball on like a, a solid surface and then volleyball on sand. Exactly. I mean, we don't we don't have we don't have track and field on sand. Like, I mean, but, you know. But I, I'm pretty sure the last time we talked about this, I talked about how like now that I've said, now that we mentioned it, I kind of want to see track and field on sand. Sure, we want. Sure, sure. It's interesting to see, but it just seems like this is a wasted slot for a 
Olympic sport, you know? Like I'm what, what, I don't mean I don't mean like oh this is a mistake or whatever, but I'm just saying like like like, like I know, I know we were talking about like oh should esports be allowed in the Olympics and then we were like it doesn't really feel like it should be, but then. I don't know why we're allowing beach handball or beach volleyball to the Olympics. It doesn't really seem like an Olympic sport. I was looking at the history of beach handball, and it's and it's mainly just you know, like it started whenever it started, and people people played it or not. But it's it's the culture around beach handball is very, um, like it's very sexual in nature. Like they'll have these you know little mini events during the thingy, and so I was like I was kind of surprised that this is even an Olympics. I mean maybe they don't have that part in the Olympics, but it's still. Like within the culture of the sport. Mm, I see. Okay. So I, I like the ruling for the for the for the for the for the gear choice for the women. It makes sense in a cultural perspective too, like like of the game, where they say like, oh, you know, culturally, this game was meant to be played where everyone's on a beach, you know, and if you're on a beach, then you gotta be wearing like no clothes kind of deal, right? That's 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 what they're thinking. But then it's like, sure, but now it's like there's not real. It's not a real beach anymore, you know. It's, yeah, the rules don't really. Apply. I think the rules should be different for the Olympics. I mean, I assume they actually are on a real beach, but still, it's you know, it's, it's an Olympic beach. It makes it different. Wait, also, wait, have you have you heard of handball before? I have I've heard of handball before. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've, at first, not like I've heard of it before, but I've never. I I didn't know how it was played. Like they literally just hold hands, <laughs> hold hands. They literally just hold the ball in their hands, and then they're running across the court, and they just pass it with their hands, and then they chuck. Well, it. they're not running. They're definitely not running. I don't think you can run when you're holding the ball. That's the that's like the that's like the the twist makes it difficult. You can't run with the ball. Once you have the ball, you just stand still and throw like ultimate frisbee kind of like that. Oh well, semantics. But the point is, they're they're holding the ball in their hand and they're passing the ball, uh, to their their teammates and getting the ball forward. So there is a difference between beach handball and the normal handball in that regard because like you know you like, in in normal handball or I don't know what to call it, but like you know non beach handball. You can dribble the ball, and or I mean, I'm, maybe you can do a beach handball too, but like you can't really dribble on sand. So you you dribble the ball, and you can dribble, but in beach handball you can't. So it does add that little bit of variety and a little bit of change, and I, I understand that. But I just thought it was interesting. I'm, I'm, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, I would not have expected handball to be an Olympic sport. Yeah, it feels like it's it doesn't have that name that other sports tend to typically have. Like if you want to to add a sport to the Olympics, it has to be a big enough deal internationally for you to even try. I don't think I don't think if you try to add handball today, you'd be able to get in. Ooh, it's like grandfathered interesting, in. Interesting thought. Interesting thought. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't really know how popular it is, but I it seems like it seems the same. Well, I would say the same thing about like you know. Like how how popular is like karate, in the Olympics? But I was only I can imagine karate is very popular in a lot of places, like smaller communities, but in a lot of different places around the world. And you can't imagine that for handball. And not as much, just because I feel like karate is, has a more—it's more strongly a piece of the culture of places. If that makes any sense, like I can imagine there are places out there where karate is like this thing that is super common in these select places. I can't imagine that with handball. Handball is like a game you play with your friends when you don't have the materials to play other games. Have you ever played handball? I've never played it myself. No. Yeah, I've never played it either. I mean, I don't think you, we don't, it's not, it's not something normally played, at least in our area. Yeah, we do have a very 
American point of view. So, like, soccer's not that common either. But we've played soccer before in PE and soccer, with friends. Soccer is so common here, dude. Like, I, I know people don't get hyped for the World Cup, but people play soccer, t- like, tons of soccer. Every single, every single college court will have a soccer field at least, you know? And track and That's field true. and football. You go to like uh, there's like there's a lake nearby where I live, and like if you go there every weekend, there's usually a separate groups of people playing soccer. Yeah, there's always there's people. People like, like playing really soccer, high. apparently. I never thought about it. You're right. People don't really watch soccer in America, but they do play it a lot. All right, Maldiv. As you know, the Olympics, uh, they're a bustling. You know, they're going on right now. Uh. Let's find. Let's find I, was, the, I was gonna say like maybe we're talking about the Olympics too much on the podcast, but then I remember that we won't be able to do it for another like 150 episodes, so it's okay. Yeah, and also you can never talk too much about the Olympics, right? So, uh, the standings at the moment: China, 21 gold medals; Japan, 17; USA, 16; and then and then Russia and Australia, whatever the rest of the countries. Um, they they come down the line. Uh, okay. Is that gold or medals total? That is gold. Okay. Gold medals. By total, China China and USA are tied. Uh, then Russia. Then Japan, etc. Oh, yeah. That's another controversy. Like, which one is more important? The gold or total? Whatever. Um, and China, you know, consistently does really well anyways. I, I think I think I actually saw I saw, I saw a video. On, well, this is not really the topic I was going for. But this I saw a really funny video where they showed, like, if you take a look at the official Olympics website, if you take a look at the China website, if you take a look at this website, or the Britain, the UK uh, website for the Olympics, you'll see their standings list by gold medal count. So China, then Japan, then USA. But if you look at the NBC website for Olympics, USA will be number one because they have the most olympic uh, most medals not just gold medals mm, but they, totally. they they sort by the total medals and if you ask if you like you know i mean is that because they I, want us to be on top yeah is- totally i'm you i'm willing to bet that if us was leading in gold they would start ranking by gold medals on the website mm. nbc just has this very strong like usa number one mentality whenever they broadcast the olympics it makes sense, yeah. They're broadcasting like in America, and you know you want to see. Also, it, it isn't fair because like you said the the Olympic website for the UK, yeah. But like, what about the BBC? Like, I a, think... a broadcasting company in the UK as opposed to because the NBC isn't the Olympic them themselves. So maybe they're even doing like some weird shenanigans with the numbers to make it look like they're performing better than they actually are. No, they also they also sort by the gold count. I just checked. Oh, okay, interesting. So yeah, that's BBC. They sort by the gold count, and if you want to know the gold count, like in their website is China, Japan, then USA, then the Russian Olympic Committee, Australia, and then finally Great Britain, down in sixth place. So it's different than the Olympic website. No, 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 no. They're, no, they're the same. They're the same. It's the okay. same as the Olympic one, but it's probably not the same as the American one. Oh yeah, because they're listing all the medals. In fact, if they did it by total medals. They would have bumped up a place, so, but they they decide not to. All right. Anyways, that was just a little fun fact, but that was not what I was really going for. Uh, <laughs> that was like a hell of a tangent. All right. So I, I'm not sure if you heard this, but uh, I think it was in the men's 400 meters freestyle swimming event, which was won by uh, a Tunisian, which is like, I think I'm not sure it was something like really big, like oh it's Tunisia, well amazing. Because uh, I think like one of the first times they won or something like that, right? And it was won by an 18-year-old, which always blows my mind. Like, dang, these 18-year-olds are like peak 
Um, yeah, there's there's some like sixteen year olds in the Olympics who are also oh, medal. It's crazy. My goodness, bro. I think there's a guy in uh, table tennis who's a uh, twelve. Wow, there should be a minimum age. At least, like, come on, bro. Like, typically, typically the minimum age I think is sixteen for most sports, but the sports get to decide themselves. I believe it's not. Then there's no overall rule. Wow, that's surprising. There's there's more restrictions on on women's clothing than there is on the. Okay, anyways, um, so yeah, his name is uh Ahmed Hafnawi of Tunisia, and. He won. He won, and it was it was an upset. And at first, when I when I heard when I heard this um, when I heard that he won, I was like, oh, that's pretty impressive. You know, Tunisian eighteen year olds like like oh, okay, all that's already that's already good enough for me. That's imp- that's impressive. But then people say it's also an upset, and I'm like, what is what's that supposed to mean, right? I mean, you know, in, in most sports, they're like, oh, the underdog won, or this person won, or this person won. It was crazy. They no one expected, and this yeah, and, the people you don't expect wins. That's an upset. Even though it kind of sounds like negative, but like it just means like it's a surprise. And I was like, these guys are all in the Olympics. They're all in the final round kind of deal. So is it really an upset if any of them wins, right? But actually, there is a reason. And and so this is what I wanted to talk to you about, which I thought was very... I mean, I had no idea this was a thing. But of course, I guess it makes sense. So what happens is, the reason... Well, let me tell you, the reason why this was an upset, uh, besides him being 18 and very young and whatnot, is because he was in... I believe the eighth lane or one of the outer lanes. Yeah, so that means in, they performed worse during the heats. Exactly. So there, they, I, mean, I had no idea this was a, this was a rule either. But whatever. Basically, uh, like you said, in the heats, in the pre-qualifying rounds or whatever, uh, the better that you do, the closer you get put in the middle. So if you do really good, you'll be put in the fourth lane, and if you do better, then you do three, three and fifth, and then et cetera, et cetera. I wonder if that's. Right. I wonder if that's just like a, you get a, the swimmer gets a better view of the opponents. Or if it's uh, the audience get a b- gets a better view of the better swimmers. Like I'm not sure w- what the reasoning there is. I'll tell you the reasoning, based on oh, my you know mini, okay. my mini research. Well, that's why this is a topic, and my mini research here is um the reason why they put the the well okay there's there could be two reasons. All right, one of them is a very obvious um confirmation bias kind of reasoning, which is the the swimmers that mainly win they're usually in the middle lanes, and you're kind of like. Does that mean the does that make the middle lane big, better, or does that just mean that the best swimmers, because they got the best scores, they got put in the middle lane, so they're probably going to win anyway, so therefore they're just better than everyone else, so they're they're gonna win. That'd be an interesting like, like a histogram or something, showing or a bar graph where it shows like how people who medaled in the Olympics, what lanes were they in, and it basically be like a a spike right in the middle, probably. Probably yeah, I haven't I haven't actually figured that out, but so. But the, the reason why this is a covetous spot, right, and the fairness of it all, um, and there's there's another reason. The other reason is the physical aspect, which people say like you know, if you're in the middle, you you have less wake or the water's less choppy. You can see every you can see your opponents in your peripheral vision, and there's less resistance. There's less there's less water resistance compared to the outer lanes, and they say the reason was in the outer lanes, you're closer to the walls. When the water reflects back from the walls, it creates more resistance and of course you want like as least resistance as possible if you're swimming and you might say like well in order to make this completely fair they could just have one person one player going at a time one olympian and then just mm-hmm. just okay this person goes time okay, here's your time this person goes you can time it that'll be the most fair right because then they all get their fair equal share. but they don't, they don't do that because of course that's not that fun to watch and also um that's really that's really the main reason, right? Even they don't I mean, care. Could you about imagine me. if like the Olympics was just a guy with a spreadsheet, 
looking at other international contests and being like, who performed the best out of all the international contests this year? It, it, it would just become that, right? Like, they don't even have to swim at the Olympics anymore. It would just be like, okay, let's see, in the last, you know, 12 months, here are all the international contests. Here's how they all performed. Uh, this guy gets gold because he has the best time. True, but, I mean, it's a little different. If you're in the Olympics, you know, it's a little bit more of a pressure thing, too. And, you know, people people perform differently, right? They exert um, themselves potentially more. Yeah, potentially. So they could have done that, but they decided not to. So everyone goes together. But there's still an issue because the people in the outer outer lanes, they have seemingly an unfair advantage. Now, the Olympic Committee has tried to combat this. So the Olympic, the Olympic lanes, they're actually 10 lanes. And only eight of them are used, the inside eight. And the reason why they do this is the extra lanes are supposed to, you know, try to negate the fact that the walls are far away. They also make the like the walls they make it much deeper, and they make this, and they they try all these different measures, like the the wall rings or no, the lane rings are made to be very absorbent. All these kind of things just to help mitigate that factor. But who knows how big that factor is? And it's not like it's like you're going to, you're always going to win if you're in the middle. That's not true, right? Because he's won. He won from the from the lanes on the outside, and people have people have also like I think Michael Phelps also won. Maybe from the outside. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> You're making this up. You have no idea. I was gonna say I'm pretty sure I read that, but I don't know. I can't. I can't be for sure. But the point is, it was it was an upset, and I just thought it was interesting because like this is this is literally like a, an example of someone getting a getting an unfair advantage, or maybe it is a fair advantage because they perform better. But it just seems a little unfair. Like it's, it doesn't seem like the the playing field is a level playing field. Like imagine like you you play you do track and field, and everyone's standing in the same like starting position. I mean, we all know like the person in the, the near the inner will be just just better. Like it'll it'll just it'll it'll be easier for them to run, uh, the, the same 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 distance, quote unquote. And so, but they don't do that, right? They try to make it fair. Yeah. See, I, I learned something about the swimming pools recently too, which was that the reason supposedly I I, I didn't double verify this. I just kind of just trusted it because it made sense. Was the reason you, they only measure the time up to the hundredth? of a second and not like a thousandth of a second is because the pools themselves aren't built to to exact enough specifications to guarantee that there's an unfair advantage somewhere here and there wow. that could make a difference on the thousandth of a second scale yeah i can believe it and also someone i saw someone like in the comments talking about how like a lot of factors can go into how well you perform at a certain event things like the humidity of the air and the temperature outside which affects the temperature of the water which affects the viscosity of the water and like so, it's like yeah, I guess someone could just like beat the world record just because the water happened to be you know less viscous that day. So there's so many factors. Like how can you possibly control all the variables? You know. But the 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 difference with the the viscosity and stuff is like every it, to me it seems like everyone in the pool would, would it would affect them all equally, right? That's true. Yeah, they would all be equally. Yeah, the problem with the lanes is I mean some people are getting tiny bit of an unfair, but these guys are like super high competitive level like they're the peak of the peak so for them I, i'm I'm assuming even like a tiny difference is like it's a big difference mm-hmm. that's what you that's what you'll see most winners are generally in the middle lanes generally not always it would be interesting to see if like one olympics they just like they randomly assign the lanes and just see does the middle have a consistently better performance uh, you know what's more fair than the pure chaos of randomness you know yeah i wonder if they'd ever do that they it's would like, never do that. It's like, why would you ever try to perform well in the pre-qualifying rounds? I mean, you still, you still do just try to get in. But yeah, yeah, you don't want to risk it. You, yeah. you don't want to be, you, don't, you want to be that guy who's like, oh, I, I, you know, I gave it half effort and then I didn't make it into the next round. 
And so similar to this idea, the, and like like I said, some sports are subjective, right? And then we don't we don't really, we don't really prefer them, like like figure skating or diving, gymnastics. Yeah, gymnastics. Yeah. Where they're like you know subjective scoring systems. Yeah, where the judges get to decide rather than some kind of concrete. Oh, score. also recently I learned that remember how I talked like some moves aren't allowed in figure skating, like yeah, they're yeah. just not allowed because they're deemed too dangerous and stuff. Apparently, uh, Simone Biles. She can perform tricks that apparently like no one else has been able to perform before. Like she's able to get more twists and turns into the and flips into a single jump, but she's not allowed to perform those at the Olympics because they haven't been pre-approved moves. So she's able to perform better than anybody else, but it's not allowed because you had pre-approved moves. That's another. That's another that sounds so weird when you say it because it's like yeah, you can you can do these tricks, but at the Olympics we have these amount of tricks, and it's like we have points for each of these tricks, and it just seems like very. It's still very impressive they can do it, but it just seems like at the end of the day, it seems like, dang, what the heck? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, like, isn't the point that, like, if someone can do something better than anybody else, they should be allowed to do it? But no, you gotta get the moves yeah. pre-approved. That's not how this works. Also, did you hear about someone balls overall? Like, what happened? Wait, 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 wait. Before we, we're jumping the gun here. Before, before we okay, get okay, there. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I was saying about the, 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 the unfair judgment of the scoring, the, the, the judging scoring systems. And this also, it's been another sport, which I never realized was in weightlifting. Oh, right, because the judges have to, like, give a red or a green on the form. Yeah, well, I, I, I had no idea, but, I, like, I saw this a couple days ago where they basically, like, uh, I don't know who it was, I think it was some Chinese, um, lifted a some weight. I, I don't know how much it was, like, 400-something pounds or something. And then the judges were like, oh, sorry, that didn't count because you weren't, you know, your, your form at the end wasn't, like, straight enough or something, you know, something like that. So... He dropped it, and then he, 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 was, he was, I think he was allowed to come back and do it again. So he did it again. But this time, he, he upped the poundage so that if, if he lifts it, he breaks the world record, too. Oh, okay. He was able to lift it as well. So so he, it was kind of like a big F you to the judges because it's kind of like, like <laughs> you think I can't lift this? I'm going to break the world record. <laughs> so there you go. You broke the world record, and he lifted that much. But the judges got to decide at the end of the day, like, okay, yeah, your thing counted. Your thing didn't count. And yeah, so, I, can, I, I didn't think of that because I, I watched some of the weightlifting events and like one thing happened where uh, I, I don't remember any of the details now, but like uh, one of the athletes, I was going to say contestants, that was the wrong word, athletes, like picked up the bar, puts it above his head, holds it for a couple of seconds and drops it. But apparently the judges hadn't given their go ahead, like they hadn't all voted yes or no yet. And so if you drop it before that, it none of the votes count. So even though there's three judges and two of them could have buzzed in. If the third didn't buzz in, you automatically it doesn't count. Even if you, even though you got the two thirds majority guaranteed. And then, uh, but apparently they reviewed it and they deemed it like, yeah, the judge should have voted by that time. Like it was an abnormally long amount of time, so he was allowed to drop it and they counted it. Oh, this is weird. Yeah, but it's weird that like even if you're guaranteed a two thirds majority, you can't drop the bar. Like, what if that judge is just like, I'm gonna wait here for a couple seconds, you know? Yeah, so you, gotta, like you have you have to trust these judges, and hopefully they're not paid off, kind of deal. You just have to, right? That's that's kind of the. The crux of the matter here. Anyways, all right, that that messed my whole spiel. For Simone Biles, I mean, I kind of heard of it. Like, what, what was it? She got injured, and so she did. She decided not to. Some of that. No, no. She uh, well, she, I don't think she got injured. She, well, I guess, depends on your definition of injury. Uh, she she did one. She did one event, and then she felt like she didn't perform well enough, and so she just dropped out of the events. So she she she's been dropping out of a bunch of events so far. She hasn't performed in any of her events. That is not the reason why, dude. Just because she didn't... I thought, I thought it was something... Like, she, she it was didn't a, feel it, like it was it, good enough. Like, she yeah, it thought was, she was it sick was like or something. A, I guess you could call it, like, a mental injury. 
No way, dude. Yeah, she wasn't physically injured in any way. She was able to, as far as we know, maybe she's hiding it. Who knows? But it seems like she had like some kind of mental episode. And so she's not performing. She's like, she's not doing any, most of her events at all. Which is like, I, I would say good for her. Right? If she feels like she's having this thing, she should totally be allowed to just be like, I don't want to do it. That's very unfortunate that she's feeling this way. I know. And like, it's one of the things where if you go on the internet, you could you can see why. Because some people are just, you know, terrible. No, I I don't see why, honestly. Like, she, like she's a very decorated athlete. And this is not, like, new. This is this has been, like, it's very, like, it's like Michael Phelps coming out and saying, you know, and people, people can, he'll get problems for whatever reason. It doesn't have to be just because of the internet, right? Uh, but there's people that say tons of good things and there's people that say tons of bad things. Yeah, but everybody knows the bad things stick for, like, yeah, a but, thousand I mean, good things don't equal the one bad thing you read. Yeah, but I don't think it's. I honestly don't think it's. It's. I don't think it's that. That's the reason. Like I see this article. People, she's. She's really saying. Oh, so like, you think it's something else? You th- like you. You aren't saying that she shouldn't feel this way or she's not allowed to feel this way. You're just saying that it's probably not the internet's fault. Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't have. I'm, I. I. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it is, but I didn't feel like it has anything to do with the internet. She's. She's saying here like, when you get into a high stress situation, you kind of freak out. You know, I have the weight of the world on my shoulders. And it seems like a lot of pressure on her, rather than oh, I saw some bad comments. Therefore, she hasn't said anything to that effect. That's what I see, yeah. Yeah, that's that's why it's like it's like a a mental episode sort of situation. Like I said, I'm 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 glad if, I'm glad that if she, yeah, I'm glad that if she feels this way, she she's able to just be like no. Because I imagine a lot of people would just if they felt that way, they would force themselves to do it anyways. Yeah, well, she's already like she's already proved herself. Like she's everyone knows she's amazing. She doesn't need she doesn't even need the Olympics. You know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that's people, true, that's true. She can go there to be decorating gold medals, but it doesn't matter. She's already, like, the, like one of the best gymnasts ever. Like, that's already been, like, locked in. And we just mentioned earlier that she's able to perform tricks that aren't allowed at the Olympics because they're just too new. Exactly, exactly. So she's already a legend. And so she can, and she, and she should, like I was saying, I, was, I thought it was a physical injury, but if this is a mental thing, it doesn't even matter what it is. She should, she should she has no problems to take. And you know, any, any, that, that goes for any athlete that's like, oh, you know, I have some problem or something, I don't want to compete. Who cares? Like, just let them not compete. But I think because Simone Biles is, like, super popping and she's, like, she probably wins the USA, like, a bajillion gold medals. People are, like, oh, no, the USA is blow China. Not blow China. It's because of Simone Biles. <laughs> Gotta blame her for, for our problems. But it makes no sense at all. Yeah. It was really interesting. It's one of those things where, like, I'm kind of glad it happened because it brings, like, mental health more into the forefront of people's minds. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're glad that she's feeling stressed and pressure molded? Canceled. I'm glad she was able to say that she won't do it. Because no, she didn't want to do it. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, let's keep this uh, Olympic train going, I guess, might as well. So, remember how I mentioned, you probably don't, but I mentioned last time that the opening ceremony was kind of short, like abnormally short. Sure, sure. Apparently, they had a bunch of segments that they had planned originally that got cut. And one of them, which I guess I should probably preface this with, before the Olympic ceremony started, I asked my sister, do you think they'll like, like a Nintendo character or something will show up Oh yeah. in the opening ceremony? And I want to ask you, because you, you didn't watch the opening ceremony, right? So do you think they showed up or not? Yeah, of course. Like Mario or, you know, like the legends. Pikachu. Like Mario, Zelda, a Pikachu probably. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's like, that's they like tied to Japanese culture. What? Exactly. They didn't. I mean, if, if, whether they do or they don't, like, it's like, it's not shocking to me either way. If they did, I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. If they don't, I'd be like, okay, it's an Olympic thing. I I get it. Okay, so what do you mean by it was an Olympic thing? I get it. Like, you know, it's like, it, 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 surely it's hosted in Japan, in Japan, but it doesn't have to have all the, 
You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't have to have all like like do they do they show uh like Japanese cuisine there like sushi or something? I mean I don't think so. Like, they don't have to show everything. There's... So it doesn't have to be like a complete show of Japanese culture. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. They can choose whatever see, they want to show. See, my my issue or my concern was that because like I'm not Japanese at all. So if I saw like Mario or Zelda or Link or whoever, right? Like these famous Nintendo characters there, I'd be like, oh, that's so cool. You know, it's it's Nintendo, right? Because I'm a Nintendo fan. But I was kind of thinking like if like, Mickey Mouse showed up at the Olympics for the American opening ceremony, like that would kind of rub me the wrong way. I'd be like, why is why is like the Disney company over here advertising in the opening ceremony? Why is Big Mouse here? Exactly. Yeah. It's like that, that one rubs me the wrong way because like, to me, like Disney's just like a company that yeah, they're influential into American culture and a lot of American media, but at the end of the day they're a company, you know? It just it feels wrong for them to be at the opening ceremony. And so when Nintendo didn't show up at the opening ceremony, I was kinda like, oh, okay, they chose to stay out of it because they wanted to keep it less like because they would come off I, I thought maybe to the Japanese people they would feel the same way as I feel towards Disney. That's, I th- it would wait, come off I as like a it's a little different though, because like Disney is not as uh, as a like their image of like you know like like the image of Mario and Link and Zelda at least in the states is like way different than the image of Mickey Mouse. Like Mickey Mouse is an icon in Disneyland, or like you know it's not it's not like a it's not as popping as but that's Zelda. Thing, I assume that we can make that assessment because we're Americans living in America. So, but maybe internationally, Mickey to them Mickey Mouse is tied to America the same way we associate Mario with Japan, and so oh, Japanese is feel the same maybe. way we do. Maybe, but I don't think it's just, I don't you, you, like even in the states. I don't feel like it's the same weight, you know. Yeah, but here's the interesting thing: they were supposed to show up. Okay. Apparently, they had like these, a bunch of segments with a bunch of video game characters and stuff, a bunch of especially Nintendo characters, and were supposed to show up. They had this whole performance uh, planned out. I think uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, the guy who made Mario and Zelda, and I think Pikmin too, he was supposed to. He was in charge of choreography and stuff with some other experts. And eventually they backed out. They were like, we're not going to do it. Why? I don't think they've given an official statement as to why. Most people believe it's because most, like a heavy, heavy majority of the Japanese public didn't want the Olympics to happen. Oh, okay. Because of COVID, they didn't want it to happen. And so they, maybe they're trying to avoid the bad PR associated with that. Okay. Yeah, that's a valid reason. Yeah. And like, and this one thing to like, on the one hand, I'm like, oh, cool. The company didn't get free advertising. But on the other hand, I'm like, I, w- I would love to have seen the choreography with Mario and stuff. Especially because at the end of... I actually forgot about this. But at the end of the 2016 Olympics, the real ones, I believe, summer ones, Mario does show up. Or rather, uh, a guy shows up dressed up as Mario, comes out of a warp pipe, and then announces that the next Olympics are going to be in Japan. So they kind of already established that like Mario is going to be this thing. Nintendo is going to be this a decent chunk or a part of the Japan's Olympics. And then they just never showed up afterwards. Mm, I see. I see. I mean, I can kind of understand the sentiment though. No one knew COVID was, COVID was going to hit. And, uh, they probably already spent tons of money on infrastructure and whatnot for the, for the games anyways. So they don't want to lose it. But then they're like, you know, it's, it's a, you're, you're in a tough, you're in a tough position. Even if you have like the perfect conditions for the athletes, it's still not perfect enough when there's like a, huge pandemic going on so I, I i i mean what i'm saying is i can understand nintendo not showing up if they they choose not to it's not like a how dare they <laughs> exactly yeah in fact you mentioned covid it's like one uh one of the american pole vaulters uh who qualified for the finals couldn't compete in the finals because they got they tested positive for covid wow 
Shame. It's like, ah, right there. Like, you're right there. You got to the finals. It's like, ah. It's okay. Three more years. And hopefully his COVID is cured as well. <laughs> I assume it has more to do with his age at that point. Three years is a long time, dude. Three years is not that long. I mean, it, it is long. It is long. But, I mean, there. I, I know I was, I, was, I was watching something where there's, like, a female, I think, gymnastics. She's been competing since, like, the 90s or the 80s or something. She's, like, 40-some years old, and she's still... Yeah, I saw this. I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's legendary. That's true. That's true. You think at that age, like you're you're done. I mean, I'm I'm already done right now, and I'm not even close <laughs> to that. But she, she's still going strong. <laughs> yeah, it is very impressive. When it's always like a surprise when you see the older people sit at the Olympics. Like it's almost like it, it seems kind of bad. It kind of feels like a bad thing to say. Like, oh, they're so old. How could they keep doing it? But like you know, you gotta be realistic what? about this. It's no, like, no, nothing bad at all. There's nothing bad at all about that. The Olympics, like we're not, we're not saying we're not saying oh they're old people they shouldn't be in the Olympics. We're saying they're still they're 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 still so strong and they're still so athletic that they're in the Olympics. Usually it's old, younger people because they're just that athletic, right? That that's just that's just how that's just how humans are. We're not saying I mean it's a, nothing wrong with that. That's true. We love old people. Okay, so now on the other end of the spectrum, young people. So, we mentioned earlier that it's like a 12-year-old in table tennis, right? And I mentioned that I was I was looking forward to the skateboarding events. I've been watching them so far. Uh, one thing, I feel like a lot of people didn't like the skateboarding events. Like, judging by the sentiment online, a lot of people just weren't, didn't like the performances and stuff. Oh, the like, they didn't like the performances or they didn't like the idea of the skateboarding? No, the performance itself. Oh, okay. Wow. I think it's I think it has to do with the fact... I think it has to do with the fact of how it's scored and stuff. Because you, if you watch the uh, the so far at the time we're recording, only the skate street event has happened. There's also a skate park event which hasn't happened yet, so we'll have to see that one. But the skate street event, if you were to watch footage of it, you'll probably see like like three times out of five, they they fail the trick. They go for the trick and they fail it, and it happens like over get, and over and over. Still get points for failure. No, you get zero points for failing. Wow. I that's don't know why they would try it. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I think people were bothered by it because a lot of the times, you you know, you'd be like, okay, you know, contest athlete one comes up, d- tries to do a trick, fails. Okay. Kind of lame. Next one comes up, fails. Next one comes up, fails. It's like there's a lot of failures. That, like, it was a majority of failures on the tricks. And I think it has to do with the fact that the, how the scoring system works is because you're allowed to drop the lowest three scores out of so like it's kind of confusing like it we, we, they told they before the event started the, the host explained the rules and my dad and i still couldn't understand what the hell was going on it wasn't until like halfway through the event that we fi- it finally clicked but just to explain it very simply every contestant does two 45 second runs where they just go around the stage i know what you call it it's not a park it's a street so it has like a bunch of grails and stairs and ramps and stuff. You you can go around there for forty five seconds, do as many tricks as you want, and you get scored on that run. You do two of those, and then after that, and, you, and you, of course, it's like you know, contestant or I keep saying contestant, athlete one goes. They do the forty five seconds, and the next person goes, so on and so forth. Then you go back to the first person, so you do two forty five second runs, and then you have five attempts to do tricks, where you just do one trick. You go you know all out on that one trick, and you get to drop. And so you get two runs and five trick attempts. So you have a total of seven point ways to score. And of those seven, the lowest three get dropped. And so what ended up happening a lot of the times, like the guy who won gold for the men's, 
He did terribly in his runs. Both his runs were terrible point-wise. Wait, do you know what country he was? Japan. Oof, Japan. Japan showing it at the D- Olympics. D- yeah, Japan both won both of the skate events. Wow. First place. Uh, it's gold. But, yeah, he did terrible on the runs. But because he got to drop the lowest three scores, he did so well on the tricks that those runs didn't matter in the end. Mm. So even though he, even though you, you, you could go and watch the gold medalists run, his runs, you'd be like, oh, this is not that good at all compared to the other ones. But he still got gold because he, got, he dropped both those runs and one trick he messed up on. And Skate, so it's like, skateboarding is another thing. Like, why is it even in the Olympics, you know? Like, like I, I get it. It's cool and whatnot. But I think this is another case where they're like, like, do they have to register their trick in advance? But I'm pretty sure they just have a list of like, here's a 180 or here's, you know, I don't know anything about skateboarding. Yeah. Here's pre, a this, here's a that. Probably. Yeah. And then, and then they just follow along. It's the same kind of idea with a figure skating, right? Was it? Yeah, or figure skating and gymnastics. And, and gymnastics. Yeah. It has so, the same subjective scoring system problem. I just feel like, uh, like for skateboarding, it's like, it's still impressive. Tony Hawk, you know, but it's, is it like, you don't seem like <laughs> that's all I know. About. Just drop a name. Yeah. You I know, mean, Tony Hawk. The legend. Anyways, the reason I actually wanted to bring up skateboarding was that, yeah, so I thought like a lot of people just were kind of dunking on the athletes who were skateboarding. Because yep. if you go and watch the highlights, a lot of them failed the tricks. But because the scoring system, it didn't really matter. And, but yeah, so the reason I brought him up in the first place was this one thing really baffled me when I saw it was almost none of them were wearing any sort of safety gear. Like almost not a single one of them was wearing a helmet. And I was so surprised at this. Like the... The Olympics are over here judging the length of the women's shorts, but you, they're not making these people wear helmets while skateboarding on concrete. Like, every time they fell, I was like, one of them is going to bash their head against that concrete. It's going to happen. It didn't, but man, it, every, every single time they got close. No, that's such a good point, dude. That's such a good point. I didn't even... I didn't, yeah, they should be wearing helmets. Are, are the bikers wearing helmets? Yeah. So, I, I, I come on, bro. That's... that's what if, what if someone gets really injured? That's weird. Exactly, yeah. It's, like, it's weird. And then I saw some of them were wearing helmets. I'm like, oh, why are they wearing helmets? They forced everyone under 18 to wear a helmet. So they, the they, they went halfway with this shit. <laughs> they were like, oh, if you're under 18, which a, a significant number of them were, you had to wear a helmet. But if you're over 18, uh, you know, the concussion's on you. That doesn't, wait, but you get to choose to wear a helmet if you're over 18? I think, yeah, you can choose to. I don't think they forced you not to wear one. I highly doubt that. But they, I, they should, should, I feel like they should force it. Yeah, I think, should, yeah, goddamn helmet. I, I think they should force it, yeah. I think their concern was that these people who regularly don't wear helmets would have to perform tricks wearing helmets and it mess them up. And they wanted, I guess they were hoping that like the first time skateboarding is at the Olympics, they wanted to look as impressive as possible. The least number of hurdles for the athletes. Oh, this is the first time. So it is, remember, it's, yeah, it's like more hype than normal, yeah. Yeah. But even then, I feel like, no, like, there are some lines you just don't, you, you have to draw some lines in the sand and yeah. like, that's one of them. Maybe maybe they'll get better as the years progress. I I think you're totally right though. They they, they need to wear protective gear, especially what if something what if something does go wrong. That's yeah. Could you imagine if like yeah they're like oh at the Olympics, eighteen year old because you know eighteen is still pretty young, splits his skull open on the concrete. You know it's like, how's that gonna look for the Olympics? Think about the Olympics. Like I mean that too, but the people but let's watching. Be honest, that, that, the... That's all they care about. That's all they care about. It's how it looks on the Olympics. So uh, like how would you know you have the guy convince them to the things they care about. It's like, how would, you, how would you feel, you know, Mr. Olympic Committee, Mrs. Olympic Committee, that, uh, you know, this 18-year-old on live television cracks his skull open on the concrete, you know? Like, come on. 
it's not, I, I get they made it optional, which is like kind of like, oh, here's the best of both worlds. You can choose. The athlete gets to choose, but it's still something like, it's too dangerous. I mean, those Norwegians didn't get to choose. Well, that's a whole different story. I, I heard I heard like each sport kind of chooses its own kind of. Yeah, it's broken up by sport. Just like the, like I said, the age thing. That's why the person who won a uh, gold for the f- uh, women's, uh, thirteen. Yeah, uh, the, Norwegian, the, Nor- the Norwegian thing wasn't even Olympics though, right? Wait, was it not? Like, <laughs> the entire time I thought it was the Olympics. I think it's some Euro Euro Bowl or something. I see. Uh, it's one of those things where like it, it got spread to the as it got spread to the grapevine. It got kind of skewed over time, and people just assumed it was the Olympics. Because I could have sworn I saw a bunch of discussion online about like people bashing on the Olympics because of this. I definitely saw that for sure. But I remember one of those things where like people just misinterpreted it and it just got spread incorrectly, and I fell for the same trap. Oh well. Okay, okay. So I don't know. We we I don't really explain the details fully because I don't know the details myself. But it says here at least during the European Beach Handball Championships on July 18th, so not the Olympics. The Norwegians women beach handball team were fine for, you know, wearing their things instead of not doing this. And then also on July 25th, the German women's gymnastics teams wore ankle-length unitard instead of the usual bikini-cut leotards during the qualifiers for the Olympic competition. And both of them, I guess, were like, oh, how dare you, you know, kind of deal. But not mm. n- not Olympics, at least. Okay, interesting. I wonder if it's one oh. of those cases where... Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I was I was gonna say it. there was a study actually on the number of like the camera shots in beach handball or no no not not in beach handball in volleyball mm-hmm. beach volleyball I think specifically too like did someone reviewed the footage and stuff and, uh something like that there's like, there's like a study I think I think it was the Olympic beach volleyball thing I no, honestly it's last a while ago but it was someone did a study let me see if I can find it really quickly. I assume the the conclusion was that they go for a lot of backside angles for the females compared to the men. At the conclusion, yeah, here we go. Here we go. All right, all right. So here's the actual numbers here. During the 2004 Summer Olympic Games, a study was conducted on the camera angles during the beach volleyball games. This is official Olympics and beach volleyball. They found 20% of the camera angles were focused on the chest area, and 17% of the angles were focused on the buttock area. And the study concluded that it implies the look of the players is a greater impact on fans rather than their actual athleticism. And I assume that's female, right? Because you didn't mention female or male. Or that overall for both. You know what? It doesn't say in this two-section thing here, but um, I don't know. Okay, I'll, so I'll have to like... read the actual thing, but oh my goodness. Actually... <laughs> The abstract, you read the abstract? Is this like an actual like study paper review, peer review kind of thing? Or it's like, it uh, has an abstract? Yeah, yeah there's a PhD, there's PhDs working on it. Parma Journal, University of Alabama. Oh, wow, there. okay. I thought this was just like an article. Like like a small scale conducted study. Like a, a couple of journal, journalists got together and just reviewed some footage. It sounds like this is like a legit paper. Oh yeah, yeah. this looks like a legit paper to me. 35 cross-reference citations, etc., etc. Anyways, Oof. so the the point is, and I mean, I mean, is it really a shocker to to most people? It's not. not it's absolutely not a shock. And this it's is still, still still awful, but not a shock. And this is beach volleyball, so I'm sure it's the same idea for beach handball too, right? Same kind of dress code in in, in that sense. So, anyways, the point is, you shouldn't really be watching the sports for. I mean, the personality of the person is important as well. You know, people are really hyped around Michael Phelps or Simone Biles. But yeah. it's, it's because of their athleticism. Because, oh, they're good at this sport. Not because, 
oh, like, you know, they have the best body here. I mean, that's impressive too. Not, I'm not saying it's not, but that's that shouldn't be the focus. Definitely, definitely. I remember there was like a, so like it's one of those things where people like to dunk on webs on like news journalists and stuff, especially on the internet when like they, they tend to contradict each other, even though like realistically I imagine the two basically the article showed that like it's time to stop over sexualizing female athletes in the Olympics, like that was the article title, and then it showed like another article by the same company, and it shows like it's actually ranking the body types of the male swimmers. Yeah, that was Buzzfeed, right? I think it was BuzzFeed. But I, yeah, saw, I saw something one, similar to that, yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, like, realistically, I imagine those articles were written by two different people, first of all. Right? But still, at the end of the day, you're sending, like, this weird contradicting message. This organization chose to send, like, two separate articles that contradict each other 100%. Well, they're saying, let's stop it. But not right now. We got to, first, you don't say this. <laughs> like, it's, it's a gradual thing. It's gra- <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, I know, I know. It's a, it's a, I think it's a problem, actually. But they're they're getting around to it nowadays. Yeah. It's one of the things that, like progress is painfully slow, but it's as you know as long as the trend is upward, then like, like I, I'm not saying you can't complain, but like it, there's at least something to be happy about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. One I remember I saw a post that like n- now it's remember how like a long time ago on a podcast I talked about like how uh, a- old age is like a disease and stuff and like I believe that eventually humanity will be able to like just cut that out. Yeah, yeah. But so I, I saw a post about it. And it's one of those things where, like you forget the consequences that, like, these actions can have. Like, I, you know, when people talk about, like, oh, if you stop old age, then, like, overpopulation becomes an issue or these things, like, but no one ever talked about this one, which I never thought, like, now I'm like, oh, hmm. Whereas, like, if we do that, like, let's be honest, realistically, the reason why, like, racism has gone down over time, a big component to that is the fact that the old racist people have died off and younger, less racist people have bec- are now in charge of governments and stuff. Do you have and any? So on. Do you have any studies to back that, or are you just you just assuming? That? I don't have any. I don't have like any. Like, yeah, I don't actually have any analytical data to prove that. But like, it's one of the things I can I can believe it. Like those no, people I can were. Believe it too. Yeah. I'm yeah. Just... It's like their you know their culture at the time they grew up was this, and so they they inherited that over time. But then like as people grow up and they go out of office, new people go into office with different beliefs, more progressive beliefs, and so on. It's one of the things where, like whenever I meet like an old person, uh, like uh, the thought flashes through my head like. How racist were you when you when it was when it was socially acceptable to be racist? What the heck? You never you never thought you never no, thought about this? No, I do it. I do it a lot Dude, of times. That sounds, we... sounds sounds kind of ageist right there, bro. Like what the heck? Imagine 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 seeing an old person. You're like, dang, how racist must you have been, bro? What? Why it, would you? It's, I can't it's not you how racist. That. It's not how racist were you. It's like were you? That's a that's a very weird thing to even think about. Anyway, listen, hum, I, humans I come with a lot of baggage, you know. But anyways. The thing, the, the the post was basically talking about how realistically, if we become immortal, then like social progress could li- literally come to a dead stop, because the people who were like tied to their old ways would never like leave office or die off; they would just stay there. And then over time, like in this attempt, in, even though medical medicine has come this huge way, we've stopped social progress because of it. That makes no sense at all to me. Re- regard- so? No, I not at all. Regardless of whether we live in more like ten years, a hundred years, a bajillion years, or Im- or immortal, that I don't know that that's, that's going to be a factor at all. First of all, most elected positions aren't forever. They're like they have a they have a set term limit. I Especially once as, once yeah. you, once humans become immortal, then like yeah, once they'll have immortal, to make those. Yeah, they're gonna say sorry, you know. But even even if that wasn't the case, you know, 
you know, at least in a democracy, um, democratic society, people get to vote on who they think should be elected. If the majority of people believe that, oh, this person should be elected, then I mean that's just how it is, right? You can't really say that that's if the majority of people believe that 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 they get elected. If you don't want that person to be elected because they're too they're too racist or whatever, you have to change that. And if the, if, if the people like you know that's the people with you too, right? It's not like unless it's corruption, but I'm assuming there's no corruption in this case, right? So. Well, uh, you living in Hamza? Uh, well, I mean, you know, you try to mitigate that as much as possible. But what I'm saying is, people will get to decide who they want to elect. If the majority of people mm-hmm. decide we want a racist uh, person to be elected, then that's too bad for you, right? Because you live in that, you live in the land. I guess so, but in my, I don't know why. In my head, it just—it's one thing to like the the phrase "you can't teach an old dog new tricks." Like, after a certain point, humans just become, like, ingrained in the way they are, and you just can't expect them to change. No, no, I don't think that's true at all. You think that's true? No. Have Maybe you met old people in movies? Have you this. met old people in movies? No, I have not. Yeah, you sound like someone <laughs> that does, hasn't really talked to old, old people, because they're, they are not... It is difficult, not a lie. It's difficult for some people, but not a lot. A lot of old people are... They, they, they're much more knowledgeable accepting on things. Accepting the new time. Yeah, or even accepting. They, they understand. And if they have their own thoughts, they have their reasoning behind their thoughts, or they have... You know, they're distinct viewpoints. It's not, I wouldn't call it racist or, or whatever. Like, I, maybe, or like maybe I'm just like, thing. I'm just too negative about like the portrayal of elderly people. But they always portray them as like these old people who are just stuck in their times. Like, oh, grandma, you can't say that anymore. Like those kind of yeah. things. No. I mean, you're no. right. Maybe I'm just like, yeah. Cause like, you know, realistically, the only old people I've ever interacted with, like on a personal level have been my grandparents. And like, to be fair, like, they, yeah, they're pretty good actually. <laughs> but I just assumed they were the exceptions. But now... Now you got me double guessing. Maybe I should evaluate myself more on this. I always, I always, I always think everyone is good. There's a few exceptions where people are bad. I wouldn't like you know. That's why I don't say like this country is bad because that's kind of you know it doesn't even even the government. There could be good people in the government of that country, you know. Even if it's a corrupted and horrible. Yeah, even if it's a corrupted country or whatever, or it's a dictatorship, there could still be some good people around here and there, and I believe there are. So it's very difficult for people, and for old people too. Like they have like lot. Like I've talked to a lot of old people here and there, and they have lots of experience. And they have their own viewpoints, and different. You know, I mean, maybe this is like a thing where there's different cultures and stuff, and you know that might be a, that might be an issue and whatnot. You know, they believe oh, like older values, right? People say old fashioned, like I'm old fashioned like that or something, and people are you know, I I, I get that, but at the same time, I don't think that's anything intrinsically like racist or or. You know, it's it's just it's just their own their own values. A racist is still a racist, but I'm not saying like you know, and okay. there are racists, but I'm not saying like if they, if they for example if they believe in like oh um you know if you're like if you're a guy you should be making money like as as the as the guy like the head of the household as the not even the head of the household but like they I guess it is yeah but the breadwinner right you're you're like the man should be doing that that's an old fashioned value which I can see some old people having and I'm like okay that's your that's your that's your that's your opinion but that doesn't you know it's not it's not like a oh oh my goodness how dare you you know like you're not gonna look to you as my official I was like <laughs> okay like so like they're allowed to live they're allowed to live and run, run their household that way because it's their household and that's the way they want to live it yeah and they, that, that. that doesn't necessarily mean that if you don't do that that they just like you because I because I personally believe that we can everyone with different viewpoints. I mean, unless someone wants to like your viewpoint is kill that person. Like we can we can coexist with one another, right? Because I mean, we already do that. Like at least in at least in America, and I'm sure tons of other people that have these you know different cultures here. We already do that. We live like we have different beliefs. We believe in different things. 
and yeah, different the different political things even. And but we live together, I, like in in like you know in the, in our neighborhoods because you know it's possible to coexist. I have I like you have some opinions. Another person has another opinions. We respect. Move on. It's not it's not like, oh, you have those opinions. Well, we don't like your opinions, and we're going to make sure that you never get a platform. And that's that's against like free speech, anyways. You know, that's like a America. You know. Yeah. Yeah. For better or for worse, you know, free speech. You can say whatever you want. You know, there's some limitations, of course, but you know. I have issues with older people too because they believe in yeah. certain things. But, um, my mom always says pearls of wisdom. Like she's always like, talk to older people. You get lots of pearls. You get lots of you know knowledge and stuff like that. And I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, I guess it's like that. The saying like, the only thing better than learning from your own mistakes is learning from others. Well, savage. Yeah, it's like you know, why would you want to repeat the mistakes that others have learned? You know, try to get their knowledge in and then you can avoid those mistakes and do better yourself yeah unless you make more mistakes and then uh, <laughs> and then like oh no i tried to dodge one bullet but then fell into three others yeah it's just like you know what was it, like plato or no soccer one of them is like a student of another right yeah and there plato was, f- was the student of socrates and then there, I, thought sure. the, I thought there was mm-hmm. like I thought it was like and Aristotle was like the student, you know, they're like those three are connected somehow. Oh, yeah, they're connected. Yeah, it's like I think one goes to the other, goes to the next. Yeah, yeah, something like that, right? It's the same thing in in and I I mean I don't I don't really know much about it, but the same thing in a lot of Islamic history too, where there's there's like the all four schools of thought they're kind of connected because one of them is a teacher of another, and another teacher of another, and it's like mm. and nowadays they're all, you know, people are like oh why are you praying like this? It's like oh because I'm I'm this school of thought, and I'm like mm. oh wow I mean I expect that, but they're like this the person that you're following was a student of the person that I was following. And it's like, it's interesting how they, 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 they're students, but technically they took their own Yeah, thinking. it shifts a bit. Yeah. I remember there was one case, I forget which ancient Greek philosopher it was, but there was one of them where after they died, a family member, I think it was a sister or something, took their unreleased works, but then modified it super heavily to their own personal beliefs. And but then stuck their name on it as like, oh, this is his notes before he passed away. He had these notes, wow. and then people were like, they were like, this is nonsense. This is absolutely not their work. But yeah, it's so like, but but to this day, there's still some works that are labeled as like by so and so. But like most people b- agree that these aren't actually his words. There's somebody else's modifying his words after he died. Whew, that was a lot of talk about the Olympics. Can't wait to talk back in another couple of years. Yeah, 150 episodes. I can't wait till episode 200 of Time Sync where we talk about the <laughs> Olympics again. Wonder what the number fact will be then. Oh, I can only imagine. All right, well, I hope you guys enjoyed it. This is Hamza signing out. Peace. This is Amaldi saying goodbye.